episode 105 for June 2010. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. And a Spider Spotlight book for this month is the Spider-Man Civil War hardcover being sold by Mail Order. The description of the book reads, quote, A war is brewing among the superhero community, and Spider-Man is caught right in the middle. Life couldn't be more complicated or more dangerous for Peter Parker. After rushing to the aftermath of the Stanford massacre to offer aid to its victims, Peter travels with Tony Stark to Washington, D.C. in the White House, where the enactment of the Superhero Registration Act appears imminent. As the Marvel Universe braces for the implications of legislation that will forever change the societal status of superheroes, man, this sounds a little ominous, Peter is forced to make an important personal decision, maybe the most important decision of his life. Hey, don't tell anybody, but he takes the mask off. Anyway, as Civil War tears apart the superhero community, will Spidey stay true to that decision? Now, this book, it collects Amazing Spider-Man number 529 to 538, Sensational Spider-Man 28 to 34, and Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number 11 to 16. You get 544 pages. The cover price, 40 bucks. Mail order has it for just $24.79, which is 38% off the cover. So check out MailOrderComics.com and tell them to crawlspace. Okay, gang, another show, another message board question and answer. And uh, it's just me and Kevin and Stella answering your questions. The other gang is going to go back and uh, answer your questions uh, text form instead of verbal form, audio form. Starting off, Greg XB, Los Angeles. Uh, I'm, I've actually voted with my wallet and dropped Amazing Spider-Man until the quality improves. Uh, do you think it's time to kill off the lizard? Should we kill him off, guys? I think Jr. Yeah, I think, alluded to it. I think we already covered this, really. Uh, yeah. The, we are to the point where he's crossed his point of no return, his um, moral event horizon, if you read tvtropes.com. And uh, he can't, from what I can tell, he can't really turn back into Connors again. So this should pretty much be the last lizard story. Right. And, Greg, we already hit your st- question up about the video games. Uh, we would love... Uh, the dude from the 70s show, and I can't even think of it again. Uh, Nicholas Hammond. Nicholas Hammond. Yeah. We, we, we vote for him, and, and uh, uh, Toby Maguire, why not? I don't know. <laughs> right, Stella? That won't happen, I, don't, yep. I doubt. Yeah, that won't happen. Uh, for the ga- uh, for Stella, what are your thoughts on Shakespeare's Titus? Titus? <laughs> Titus. <Whoa>. And <laughs> what are your thoughts on Titus? Uh, Titus Andronicus? Andronicus, wow. Struggling? <laughs> Uh, a now, lot, Brad. a lot. This is like epic fail on my part. I love it, and I always found it to be underrated. What do you think of that, Titus Andronic and Ecodecatus? I've never read it, so I can't. Find it. <laughs> you mean I went through all the trouble to basically? It, it was fun, yeah, just to say, hey, I've never read it. Yeah, that's like standing watching a mouse die in a trap. Uh, for <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, still a nerd. Uh, question from Washington. Okay, lady and gentlemen. Here's the question I have for each of you. What character, official backstory for existing characters, subplot, or story arc from either Spider-Man movie, cartoon, TV show, or video game do you wish was actually an official part of Spider-Man's comic book continuity and canon? My answer, Ms. Lyon from Amazing Friends. And I, <laughs> I always like that little damn dog. <laughs> His example is Montana from The Enforcers becoming the Shocker. And the characters of Mr. Ditkovich and his daughter Ursula. He wishes that was part of the canon. Kevin, you got anything that you wish was part of the comic book canon? I'm trying to think. I think maybe the best one would be from the 90s cartoon, Jason Mackendale not sucking. That would have been good. 
<laughs> True. Uh, you you hope the suckers don't stick though, with the Morbius. Yeah, no, no, we're not doing that. Stella, <laughs> is there anything that you'd like from the cartoon to come? Um, or any any movies or video games or anything that's is any a, other media? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't think so because I think. You know, a lot of the costumes that I've seen in some of the games are pretty awesome, but I'm pretty sure they sort of already had um, a connection to the comics, so I don't think I could. Yeah. It'd be neat to see Spider-Man, you know, in brand-new-day Bagman form. That'd be awesome for like an <laughs> or something. <laughs> I think the Ditkovich is kind of cute. I mean, he, he needs a landlord, doesn't he, in the comics? Might as well make oh, it. Oh, true. Ditkovich. Yeah, I seen them. That's fine. Uh, Aiden Hollister for mayor from New York City. Uh, JR is not here. Everyone, what is your absolute favorite single issue of Amazing or of Spider-Man? Single, no cop-outs and picking a story arc. I mean, a single. This little nine-year-old uses needs to get a word sensor. My goodness, Aiden. Chill, buddy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Stella, do you have a favorite single issue? Number, just one issue. Uh, no cop-outs in picking a story or arc. Uh, um, <laughs> does it need to be recent, like, or just any, any sort of issue? Any, anyone in his 50-year history, almost. That's pretty, I mean, you know, the, his first appearance, you know, oh. was always, I think, because that sort of got us all together in loving this character, so I'd go for that one. Kev? Uh, I'm probably going to think of the obvious one after we're done recording the show, but uh, the, the best one I can think of right now, just an absolute single-issue story, was probably, I think it was called My Science Teacher is Spider-Man, uh, from the Roberto Aguirre Sacasa mm-hmm. run of uh, Sensational during the unmasking, when it, it focused on the, the kid in his class that just kind of idolized him, and he was sort of like young Peter Parker. I thought that was a great little issue. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, like I said, I'm sure I'll come up with the, with the obvious one later. Um, man, I, you can't beat Stella's answer, but I'm going to try. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Amazing 300 a lot. I, I, I always have fond issues, memories of reading that issue. I also like uh, Todd McFarlane's 328, where he punches the Gray Hulk into the the orbit of the Earth, <laughs> where he's Cosmic Spidey. Both two of my favorites. Ooh, I thought of another good one. What's JMS. That? JMS did a single issue. I think it was called Do You Want Pants With That? Uh, he introduced the, the Taylor character, um, who oh, was just hilarious. Yeah. I think it was the, the only appearance of Killshot, too. But that was that was a really funny comic. You need a Taylor in the Marvel Universe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, I was watching one of my favorite shows, The Daily Show, and a cook said, quote, he loves to eat anything he doesn't cook. Does the same go for you as a reader and writer? I think that would translate to I love to read anything I don't write, which would pretty much mean I love to read anything, and that is definitely not true. <laughs> I've, there's a lot of bad stuff out there I don't love to read. Like, what's, what, is there a genre or something that you hate? Oh, you know, there's Amazing Spider-Man this month, for instance. <laughs> um, I don't really like zombie stories. I'm not a big fan of slasher stuff, uh, which, you know, I'm sure translates to, I'm sure somebody writes books or comic books that are like Hostel or Saw. You know, that type of, and there's just, there's 
a lot of badly written stuff out there. It's not for sure you would like zombies. Why don't you like zombies? You love the the vampires. You love I dark love dark stuff. stuff. Yeah, oh. in anything, I love characters. And zombies can be a lot of things. They cannot be characters. <laughs> All it really is is uh, <laughs> so it's it's mostly. I will say though, I read the first. Somebody, a friend, gave me the first trade of Walking Dead, and that was actually pretty good. Uh, Kirkman did a good job of making it a very character, human-focused story on the actual people, not so much the zombies. But in general, I freaking hate zombies. And I'm looking forward to that uh, AMC TV show that they're coming out with. I haven't read um, the book, but I'm um, looking forward to that. Tentatively optimistic. We'll see. I don't know if they'll translate it, you know, translate that character focus as well to TV or go for a lot of you know horror with the zombies or whatever. But I'll give it a shot. Uh, to everyone, if everyone on the show was a member of the A-Team, who would they be? Well, Stella, you would be Jessica Beale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would be, I guess, who, who's George Papard played? The Hannibal. Ha- I guess I would be Hannibal. And you want to be Face, Kevin, or do you want to be <laughs> B.A. Baracus? J.R. is B.A. Baracus. There's no uh, way. He's Mr. T. I'm not video the fool that messes with my goblin. You would definitely be Hannibal because you are always our leader. Uh, JR would easily be BA, bad attitude. I mean, hell. Uh, I think, as as much as I hate to admit it, I think uh, Zach would have to be face. Yeah. Because he's had more dates in the course of this podcast <laughs> than any of the rest of us. Um, and you and Stella, Murdoch? I would probably make, I would probably make Stella Howling Mad Murdoch because she seems to have multiple personalities with her, her different <laughs> Stella's. <laughs> Who would you be, Kevin? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I would be, uh, who would be the van? We all ride on. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, that sounds that like Spidey. Terrible. <laughs> oh. I guess, uh, Michael Bailey would get screwed and be that, that guy they introduced in the final season. What was it? Frankie Santana. Well, no, he, is that the guy that was in Superman 3? Because that'd be appropriate. No, that guy was the general they introduced in the yeah. final season to lead them all. That'd probably be me. Just because, you know, <laughs> left. There you go. But uh, you know, they had every season. They had a different woman that was kind of running with them. But George Papard was such a womanizer they could never keep an actress. <laughs> so in the final season, they just introduced. They finally just introduced a, four, a fifth guy on the team. Yeah, there you go. To avoid the womanizing. Well, I'm just giving Stella the uh, the new version of Jessica Biel because she's yeah. the. There you go. Yeah, that'd be. I, I actually, I actually want to see that movie. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, I I think so too. it was. Uh, it was very entertaining. Cool. If you're basically just looking for some cool stuff and uh, lots of explosions and fun scenes, it's it's good for you. I, I want to see Karate Kid also, although it should be Kung Fu Kid. I will say, though, as A-Team movies go, I still prefer The Losers. <laughs> that movie bombed, dude. I loved The Losers, but I, it was an absolute ripoff of the A-Team. It was the exact same story, but I thought it was really fun. Yeah, cool. All right, similar question out of Steve J. Rogers from New York City. These New York City kids. Uh, gang, if you were the Beatles, which Beatle would you be? <laughs> yeah, we need Bertoni on the show for this one. Oh, I don't know. Um, Zach's Ringo. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Kev, you want to be George? Or... I don't know. Maybe. Whoever marries Yoko Ono, I feel sorry for. So let's. Make I guess I'll just be Yoko. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, really? No. Um, oh, Brad, I'd make you and me maybe John and Paul. You know the. There you go. And, uh, Chairs. Stella might be George. You know the one that sort of underestimates herself but has a lot of hidden talent. Ah, ooh. That's why he's the right. That was deep. That, that was, was deep. deep. <laughs> that was very good. 
Six 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 and a half from the meth capital of California. If the Beyonder summoned all of you to Battle World and forced you all to fight to the death, who would win and why? Bonus points for detail. Okay, writer, you, you take this one too. <laughs> These are some weird questions, man. Are there any questions about comics? I think they, <laughs> I think they rolled the message board up and smoked it this month. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we all fought. I guess that would be all six of us. My God. I'm out because it's hot there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Brad goes down from heat stroke in the first round. And and Kirk Connors is there, so I'm really screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Stella uses her feminine wiles to stay in the background until the end when she takes down whoever's left standing. She's like the Enchantress. Yeah. In that story. Yeah. And Zach is sort of the the Kurt Connors to her wasp. No, Zach is a uh, colossus because he falls in love with one of the the uh, natives. <laughs> <laughs> and Jr. is Galactus because he just wants to g- kill the whole planet. <laughs> Gosh. And Kev, you would be you would be the dark symbiote getting on somebody. <laughs> That sounds creepy. So please don't say who's Spider-Man now, because that's a lot of extra creepy. Oh, man. All right, Spider-Plumber from Canada. Thanks for answering my questions about the animated movies last month. Although I have to disagree with Michael, DC shouldn't recast voices from movie to movie. Clancy Brown is Lex Luthor, just as Kevin Conroy is the best Batman. Now on to his questions. For each of you, come up with a maximum of, this is like, this is like charades, maximum of five words that totally encapsulate Spider-Man as you see him, both as a character and as a hero. You must all provide different answers. I'd rather not hear Kevin say, I gotta agree with Stella, etc. Many <laughs> times, you don't really say that that often, do you, Kevin? He does all, so. every now and then he does. I've heard it. Uh, for instance, Spider Plumber's answer will, would be, we'll never give up. And thanks to everyone, cheers to the absolute finest spider crew anywhere. Uh, Stella, you want to go first? What five words okay. describe Spider-Man? And apparently it has to be a sentence of some sort? Uh, I, I see five words. I mean, it I says a maximum of five words, so it doesn't have to be five. Didn't all have... Um, best upside-down kisser? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kev? That's really good, actually. I, yeah. uh, I'd have to go with a responsible man. Mm, that's good. Um, with great power comes great dot dot dot. <laughs> I would say with great power comes responsibility. There you go. <laughs> and uh, when you do it in hotels, no, when that doesn't. Uh, keep your mask on. That's four. There you go. <laughs> keep your mask on. Uh, Will don't look at my face. Don't look at my face. <laughs> Uh, Will from New York. These New York boys have taken up the board today. Uh, hey guys, keep up the great work on the podcast. Uh, question for everyone. Do you think the spider books pre one more day, which are clearly intended to be under the status quo as Peter and Mary Jane married, read strange to you guys, given that the retcon turns the relationship into more of a committed couple type relationship? Do you, also, do you whip out the whiteout and pen to correct these mistakes? Whoa. Hell no. No. Yeah. I don't mark up my comics, and when I read old comics, I don't read it in the context that, oh, this was just a committed relationship. I read it in the context it was written. Yeah. They're married. Exactly. Yeah. I Definitely have to read it in a bubble, I think. Yep. I agree. I'm with all you guys. Uh, do you guys think 
do you guys find Peter's single status from Brand New Day to now have been handled well by the webheads, and why? I would say no. I'd definitely say no. He's very irresponsible with uh, carrying on a relationship with Felicia and Carly and Michelle and, well, uh, Ms. Marvel. I mean, <laughs> come on now. But yeah, and not only have they changed him you know, into a single guy and thereby somehow changed him into a, an idiot child, yeah. but they... It's not been handled well because you can have good, you know, romantic interests and everything with a single character, but with all these rotating writers that have their own pet romantic interests, we've rotated so many in and out, in and out, in and out, the same ones over and over. It's just a mess. What's the little racist uh, reporter? What's Nora. her name? Nora. Nora. That's another yeah. one. I forgot. Huh. Man. Yeah. No, it, it, it's not been handled very well. Honestly. Yeah, I think the only good story um, that we saw was with that one terrible cover with him, and there are like two girls on either side, but it revolved around him and uh, Betty Brant, and yeah, um, yeah. Oh, you know, it's just too. for her birthday. I think that was the only good story that you could have only done when he was single. So yeah, I agree. Agreed, 100%. Which writing team out of all the ones we've seen so far and amazing would you guys prefer to write the book on a normal monthly basis instead of the thrice weekly one? My vote: Roger Stern, Lee Weeks. I'd definitely go for Van Linty. Is that how you pronounce his name? Van Linty? Yeah. And uh, Barry Kitson. Stella? I'd probably go with the same as you, Red. Cool. Uh, do you... Really, the guys who did the juggernaut argue would make the regular team? Yep. That's I thought that was a pretty... Yeah, I thought that was a... Well, at least the first issue was really good, I thought, the juggernaut The argue. thing about Stern, he had to write a, a book... That was just a, a done-in-three issue or whatever. Uh, he didn't have ongoing plots, or he didn't have that much to play with. Each his own. I just, you know, well, I guess we've already covered this last month. I just did yeah. not think that was a very good arc. Uh, does Aunt May continue to play an uh, important role to the book anymore that JMS's developments have been pretty much negated? Kevin, that says you all over it. No, because unfortunately Aunt May has also been negated. Negative May. She well, she's been dumb from the beginning. I mean, it was it was a great uh, character development. Finally, after all these years, to have her, you know, find out who Spider-Man is and react to it. I mean, we had we had the Amazing Spider-Man number four hundred where she said she knew, but we didn't get time to live with that revelation. And it turned out, of course, not to be her. Uh, but JMS progressed the character finally, which is what she needed. And now we've regressed her. Uh, to the point where she's irrelevant. She doesn't really have a point in the book, uh, except now she's running around as Dark Aunt May, insulting Peter, and basically telling Peter what the readers are thinking about him all the time. Yeah. So, no, I mean, it was it was a terrible idea. If you were going to take away that character development, you may as well have just killed her. Well, the whole purpose of the Aunt May character is to remind him of responsibility and the death of Aunt, uh, Uncle Ben. And I, I think the Aunt May character has been... Uh, drastically more changed than the Peter character. Do you guys agree? I mean, she was a, a very frail old woman in the in the very beginning. I mean, she was on death's doorstep. And then they in JMS's run, they de-aged her to the age of about 60 from the age of about 89 or 90, in my opinion. And now they've put her probably in the 70s, I would think. Well, and she's she's even saying in this month, you know, I probably have five more years on this earth. I'm thinking, can we yeah. speed that up a bit? <laughs> uh, anyway, Stella, what do you think? Has she been of any use? No, yeah. not really. But I, I don't know if she can be 80 with the sex drive that she has, frankly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I don't think they're ever going to get rid of her, to be honest. So 
Yeah, all the webheads have said she's an integral part of Spider-Man, which I, I disagree with at this stage of the character. I think if written well, she is. I don't think she has been now. Right I think now, she's run her course a long time ago, and JMS is the only one to do anything fresh with her in decades, and that was undone. And Stern did something with her back in the 80s where she ran like a, a nursing home, and she fell in love and with the guy in the wheelchair, and he yelled, Oh, May! Uh, let's see. <laughs> was the teaching job that much of a limiting factor on whether Peter Parker can adventure out as Spider-Man? I didn't like the teaching job, honestly. Here's the thing. I think the teaching job was a great uh, and logical development for Peter Parker as a character, but even I have to admit, it doesn't really work that well for Spider-Man because, you know, it's he has to leave at a moment's notice, not be there all the time because he's, you know, in the middle of a battle and can't come to school. Um, so that's that's not really realistic that he'd be able to keep the job. Uh, but also, you know, there, with even before the unmasking, he does have these several, you know, murdering psychos who know his real identity, and he's kind of putting the children in danger by being there. And the thing about the teaching job that I didn't like, a teaching job is very much set 8 to 5 or 8 to 3 or whatever every single day. A reporter job, you can go out on the scene anywhere, and you'd be out in the middle of a field still doing your job. And that is what Spider-Man needs, a job that is very flexible and it doesn't require him to be at a certain part, a certain spot every single day, Monday to Friday. Exactly. I mean, so. we all have, uh, we all have a certain amount <laughs> of sick days we can take. And exactly. We need to call in for those too. <laughs> He'd be fired after two weeks. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Uh, Berserk Fury 819, uh, post-apocalyptic wasteland BD. This has been all over the blogosphere this month. Should Spider-Man be black in the upcoming movie reboot? Already touched it last episode, so check that one out. We give, uh, pretty good opinions on that one. Kevin will omit break the internet in half. Yes. Well, the internet <laughs> is still in half from OMD, so omit will draw and quarter it. This is my prediction I've held. Once OMD, OMIT, OMIT, <laughs> AT&T, whatever the hell it is, um, the message board, I have a little number at the bottom of it that says how many people have been here at one time. And the current number is 73, which uh, I think that will be blown up on that Wednesday when this book comes out. I think we're going to have a, a new flood of Delta House members after OMIT. Stella, have you ever played any of the Prince of Persia games? No, but uh, when The Sands of Time came out, I was actually really interested in that. I actually saw that movie on Friday. I thought it was pretty decent. Really? I just didn't think it looked that good. I don't know. Uh, I'm glad to hear it's good. Uh, Zach is not here. The gang, has anybody seen Batman Triple X, a porn parody? Oh, for sure. Every night before I go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. No, I think we only know one person who has seen that. Yeah, George Berman is the only one that actually has seen the. Yeah. But yeah, he fast-forwarded uh, through the uh, bad scenes. Yeah, he fast-forwarded through the sex scenes. He just stayed and watched the regular stuff. Where's the fun in that? I don't want to see <laughs> but I did hear, anybody. you know, for... Um, what did you say, Kevin? <laughs> I said I don't want to see Batman screwing anybody. I'm sorry. We see well, Spider-Man get screwed every month, so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I did want to say, though, for Babs and uh, Dick Shipper fans, apparently they have a scene together. That's what I'm told. <laughs> wow. So there you uh, go. There you go. For those people. development we could have thought of. The, uh, the movie's like 30 bucks. You can buy it online. Feel free. Uh, <laughs> Extreme Spider from New York City. Again, New York City. New York City. Do you think <laughs> Spider-Man's movie reboot will be part of this 
more United movie continuity. Negative. Can't be. Because uh, Marvel doesn't own it, Sony owns it. So you're not going to see Edward Norton walk in and say Hulk smash. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, BD, what will it take to take you to the Man of Steel's turf? Uh, if you send me the books, I might read them. <laughs> Possibly some cash. Cash, bribery. Cash never hurts. Cash money, baby. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly frapping BD. Uh, Stella, what has a better replay value? Sports games. Or games like Batman Triple X. Oh, no, Batman. <laughs> Batman Arkham Asylum. He just put two letters. I thought it was X's. AA? <laughs> Batman had an Alcoholics Anonymous game? Uh, my name is Bruce Wayne, and I love the booze. Hi, <laughs> Hi Tony Stark. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, right. um, probably sports games, though I guess like time time that it takes to play a story game like Batman um, maybe two times might be equal to the life of a sports game. But I think sports, you can do any which, you know, uh, scenario, and you've got seasons and everything, so I think those probably last longer. I love that Batman game. I really Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. When is that second one coming out? Is it this summer or when? I, don't I think next summer. Oh, okay. I don't know, or sooner, who knows. And, Kevin, which writer do you really, 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 really want to... Oh, sorry, I thought it was a Spice Girl. Uh, which one do you really, really want to super kick? I'm not answering that. Yeah, nobody wants to kick. No violence. We just critique the work. Come on now. Uh, Bailey's not here. JR's not here. Moving on to Funny K from Scotland, not New York City. One question for the whole lot. What did you make of the recent Avengers number one by Bendis and Rumi Jr., and how do you think Spidey fits in at all? Stella, you hated the issue. Yeah, I didn't think, um, you know, it, it just seemed to me like same old, same old. It's the same Avengers story that's been told before. Um, you know, it's basically the same team up, so it's, it better get better. That's all I, I think for it to be Avengers, it needs to be fantastic, but it wasn't in my opinion. And Spider-Man, in my opinion, in the book is just comic relief. That's yeah. what he was for the first 60 issues, and that's what I think he's going to be here too. And also to sell the book. Kev, have you read Avengers number one yet? Sadly, no. Reading is still banned at work, so I haven't even finished Siege yet. Ah, uh, gotcha. I've got it, just haven't gotten to read it. I thought Siege was kind of a letdown with number. Oh four. yeah, number four. Yeah, I've still got that. I've still got that month full of one shots and number four left to read. <laughs> so, month full of one shots. What do you mean? Yeah, they had oh, Siege, oh. Loki. See, actually, the only one two I think I got were Siege, Loki, and Siege, Young Avengers. Ah, uh, and Siege, Spider Man was yeah. Yeah, I see Spider-Man, I saw the creative team and said no. Yeah. Um, and the other one's pretty much the same thing. But Siege Loki was written by Kieran Gillen and drawn by James Love Mattel. Him. That's, that's the phonogram team right there, my <laughs> God. And Mail Order Comics had it for 74 freaking cents. Come on. Ding. Uh, yeah. Again, thanks to Funny K, he just um, wrapped up the Spider-Man Villains Tournament. And if you look at the message board this week... I, I uh, created a, a banner with the winner, which is the Hobgoblin, who kicked Venom's ass big time. Surprisingly, yeah, I was. I know, shocked. and I voted for Venom. I'm just amazed that he won. So, I did too. Yeah, uh, JGC from Canada, also gang. Can you help me think of a name for my baby girl? I'm expecting in September. Kevin, not Morbius. <laughs> First of all, congratulations. I, I'm feeling your pain on this. Pain? Not pain, but I'm. It's not pain. <laughs> The wife's going to experience pain in about a month, so... <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Brad, you strike me as the kind of guy that might have sympathy pains. Oh, dude. I've been real moody. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, 
Well, there's the obvious ones. I mean, I didn't go for it, but there's May. There's uh, Petra. (laughs) There's Gwen. There's Mary Jane. I'd go with Gwen. Gwen is my mom's name. I mean, I think that's... You could go there. Parker is actually a girl's name, too. It's one of those unisex names. First name, last name. uh, Nora. (laughs) Felicia. Um, what's the Michelle rate? spelt with one L or two? Michelle, there you go. Betty. Um, could also go into venture into the territory of uh, Stella's podcast. You know, Barbara, Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he also says thanks for the tip on the Spider-Man onesie, Brad. I bought it right away. There was a dude on uh, eBay that had a Spider-Man pink onesie. With the Spider-Man logo on the front, and I put a picture on my Facebook page, etc. And so little Ava is going to have a nice pink Spider-Man onesie and when she's about three, three months old. Uh, Spider-Pool 279, Frederick, Maryland. For all, have you seen the Firefly Serenity, and what do you think of it? Kevin, you love this, don't you? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a sci-fi western Starring some of those, the most versatile actors you'll ever see with the best dialogue possible. It's, it's impossible not to love. I don't think, I don't think I've ever met anybody that has actually seen it and not loved it. <coughs> Excuse me, I muted my mic. I choked, I choked on my Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh god. Whoa. <laughs> you ever see stars? I'm like seeing stars right now. My god. This is the dangers of Mountain Dew, kids. Woo. My gosh. Don't try this at home. Yes, I'm better now. Uh, I haven't seen either one of them. Cell of you. No, I have not. Give it a shot. Um, It's only 13 episodes long and then one feature movie, and I'm going to check right now if they still do, but I just bought Firefly, the TV series, on Blu-ray because Amazon had it discounted from its usual $80 to, yeah, they've still got it. It's right now $27.99 for the usual $80 (coughs) Blu-ray. Wow. So give that a shot. It also has uh, George Berriman's favorite, Christina Hendricks, in an episode. Yes, which is my favorite episode of the whole thing. It's hysterical. And if you like Castle, uh, Nathan Fillion is the star. Uh, If you like Chuck, Adam Baldwin's one of the stars. Just all kinds of great, great people. Wonderful ensemble. Okay. Uh, I think I'm back. (laughs) I coughed a lung. Uh, Brad, do you play Heroclix? Negative. And what do you think of the Web of Spider-Man line? Uh, Is he talking about the the title, Web of Spider-Man? That's that's the best I can tell. Is there a Web of Spider-Man line in Heroclix? Is that what he's talking I about? I think I thought that's what he meant. Yeah. Okay. Well, he I don't. So yeah, I don't play Heroclix, so I don't know, and I don't know anything about the Web of Spider-Man line. But if you're talking about the title, uh, it's been canceled. Issue twelve, last one. So I'm kind of sad about that. What do you guys think about that title ending? I well, was reading it, so. <laughs> I'd already dropped it after issue, I think, six or seven, because it was three ninety nine and. Yeah. They were starting to do, uh, the second story was starting to be about jackpot. And I was just like, I don't need this. No. I was originally buying it because the main stories were all supposed to be Van Lente and Barry Kitson, who, by the way, were the team I chose for the question of, you know, what would what team would you choose for Amazing Spider-Man? But Kitson only lasted like two issues. The thing is, short story books don't really last. And yeah. they, they threw away two of the things that sold it, in my opinion. They threw away Spider-Girl. I think you have a dedicated audience for that book. I, granted, it's 20000 but that's 20000 that'll buy the book. 
You also have a dedicated audience of Ben Riley. If you put Spider-Girl, Ben Riley, and a lead Spider-Man story in there, I think your odds will improve of selling it. When you start putting Jackpot in there, you start doing a villain as the main lead, I think that's where the error lies. But. Well, and here's the thing, too. Um, the first issue I didn't order was number eight, mm-hmm. and I found out somebody posted on our message board after number eight came out that it had an unsolicited Ben Riley story by J.M. DeMathis in there. That would have sold. You would have paid three bucks for that. I would have bought that shit. Yeah, I know you would. They never. They ne- they didn't put it in the solicitation <clears throat> at all. And how was that a good idea? And we've tried. They've tried this book several times with uh, Spider-Man Family, Amazing Spider-Man Presents Crap. Uh, whatever it was. <laughs> and their method of boosting the sales on Amazing Spider-Man screwed any other attempt they might make because they've said, you know, we're making, we're getting rid of the satellite titles and making all three of them Amazing Spider-Man because everybody knows Amazing Spider-Man is the only thing that's important. Yeah. So once they've said that, we know these three issues a month are what's important, so we're not really going to buy much else. And I love it when and they... we're already paying for three a month and half of them are three ninety nine. And I, and I hate that they reference, as seen in the Mr. Negative miniseries, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and, I, God, yes. and I read the damn thing, and I don't remember it. Uh, J- uh, Kevin, what do you think is Joss Whedon's best work? I think Buffy is honestly still his his opus. It's his epic. Um, you know, to be fair, that's the only show that he actually got to seven seasons on. Um, the other ones were Angel was five, Firefly was one, and Dollhouse was two. I love all Joss Whedon stuff, honestly, but you know, Buffy was truly this epic seven-season story. You know, he started strong, had a lot of good stuff throughout it, and, uh, you know, it had a, this probably the best final season of a show I've ever seen, the best wrap-up I've ever seen, and it spawned five seasons of Angel, which was another great show. So I think I think Buffy still stands as his highest achievement. What makes him good to, re- to direct the Avengers movie? Uh, he has one of the greatest knacks for ensemble pieces. Mm. Uh, cool. He kind of sh- one of the things he he's really done for me was when I first watched Buffy. He kind of showed me, you know, how you do an ensemble piece right. So he's 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 also a master of dialogue, and he's getting to rewrite the script before he directs it. Um, so th- it should have great dialogue, and a, you know, he he can get the team dynamic right because I think it was always going to be a problem to have you know these huge people like Robert Downey Jr. Uh, in the movie, along with Chris Hemsworth, who is supposed to be a god, but he's not. He doesn't have the presence that Robert Downey Jr. does, and you got Chris Evans. Yeah. I think if anybody can get that mix right, it's going to be Joss Whedon. Cool. Uh, let's see. Stella, what is your favorite podcast to listen to besides this one? <laughs> nice nice phrasing of that question. <laughs> yeah. What's, the problem is that anything I say is like going to make enemies of anyone else. Um I do, I have probably most recently been listening to Views from the Long Box, you know, skipping um, around in in different uh, subject areas. I did discover this new pod, well, it's not really new, it's it's been out for 50 episodes, but it's called Birds of Geek, and it's hosted by uh, two girls, one's in the UK and one's uh, in the US, and uh, they're funny, very good chemistry, and they're good Babs fans as well, I've been invited on to sort of uh, chat about Babs at some point, so oh, nice. I recommend that. Cool. Uh, Venom Maniac from Oak Kills T.O.'s Planet of the Raptors. What does that mean? Is that a DC I have reference? No idea. 
Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Kevin, as many people may know, I too want to write Amazing Spider-Man when I get older. We both have similar views. We both favor the marriage. We believe continuity is extremely important. We believe prof- uh, professionals should be respectful to fans. Do you think there? You think a new era of writers is coming in, like us, that will soon be able to install all these beliefs and have the marriage reinstated? Let continuity be important again and have the professionals be kinder and more respectful to the fans. It would be nice. Uh, I think the word soon is extremely misapplied. Uh, <clears throat> none of us are getting in there anytime soon. Uh, and I'll say I've kind of pulled out a lot from a focus on trying to get into comics. I've, I've become a bit jaded with a lot of the people in the comic book industry. Um, I've, been, I've been working with uh, my friend Dion, who did art for the dead, on kind of a new type of format uh, that we can do ourselves. But I'm, I'm not trying as hard with the comics as I was. Um, I still enjoy writing like Spider-Man Crawl Space and stuff, but I think it's going to take a long, long, long time for people of our level to get in there and an even longer time to turn the tide of uh, what's going on with the industry right now. Do you just want to be a, a prose writer now, or what do you want to do? Um, I still would like to write comics at some stage. I'm looking at uh, novels and <clears throat> and me and me and Dion are, are working on some. I don't really want to say what it is because it is kind of a new format, and you know, putting it out on the internet would be easy for somebody to steal it. <laughs> but it's uh, in, it's Internal Affairs Triple X, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> really internal. Uh, I'm so sorry. No, I was thinking that. Oh. <laughs> was really bad. I apologize. <laughs> oh, my God. So sorry, Stella. Stella, what are your thoughts on <laughs> Shylock, my favorite Shakespeare character, going from that to that? Uh, yeah, how does that even? <laughs> I, I um, I've actually it. never read The Merchant. What? I totally stumped you. I've never, <laughs> yeah. I've, You're uh, this for a point. Um, and then you say something dirty again. I totally stumped you. Really? <laughs> uh, wow. I didn't even take it there. Wow. I didn't either. I'm, you I'm, um, Rubbing off on you. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound good either. Stop it. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so what about Shylock? I've never read The Merchant of Venice, so I can't really comment on your character. Okay. Uh, Brad, sorry for the DC questions. How do you think Joey Q has been as EIC of Marvel? <clears throat> I'd give him a B. I think uh, he had a tough job of bringing Spider-Man back. He did with uh, JMS. Uh, I think uh, the Marvel brand is as strong now as it's ever been. Uh, you can see by the box office of Iron Man 2 and the anticipation of Avengers, etc. As far as the comics, I mean, paper and print is dying, so he's doing his best to uh, keep it uh, alive, be it releasing uh, the comics on the iPad. They're trying to experiment with... Uh, an Iron Man annual released on the same day and released on the iPad at the same day. So I think he's doing a – I'd give him a good good grade. I mean, granted, I don't agree with uh, the marriage and the, the direction of Spider-Man recently. I mean, if you go back and listen to the podcast, I, I did say I thought the marriage would be a good thing to have a single Spider-Man for uh, a while and see how it, it went over. And I think it's been a, a failure in my opinion. <clears throat> so, but I, I think overall, Joey Q does a good job. So, Spidey Dude has a question for all of us because he can't be on the show. He's in Texas working right now, and he goes, Hey, gang, this is weird. I haven't asked questions in a serious manner uh, ever. Yep. Sadly, I should not be on the episode, but I will answer the questions a separate thread. Stella, 
We all know you like snowboarding, so have you ever surfed? If so, what do you recommend for first-time surfers? Spuddy dude, you spelled separate wrong. It's actually S E P A R A T E. Just for an FYI, um, I've never been surfing. Um, what do I recommend? Uh, your your feet should be. I, it's generally the same. Your feet should be shoulder length apart. Always have your knees bent. Um, don't be scared. Um, and I do recommend renting. Do not go out and buy all you know all the equipment, the surfboard, and everything. Renting is always good first, and then if you really love it, then you need to buy. So okay. Uh, I love that he's not even the show. We still take a shot at <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I can't be on the podcast because of you. Wow. He's kidding. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Right across your bow. Uh, what has been your favorite? <laughs> I just called Kevin a ship. Uh, what has been your favorite Spidey Dude-centric moments? And no, you can't use Stella's insults or the time that he's not here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I guess in all seriousness, uh not going for necessarily specific moments, just gaining a good friend over the years has been my, my favorite Spidey Dude moment. Yeah. He's a good buddy. He's He's been loyal to the site, and we pick on you, but we really love you. Come on now. And he takes it well. He does. Right up the... Anyway, uh, Brad... <laughs> <laughs> Brad, is it too late to crown you webmaster of the premier Spider-Man website and SpideyDude.com as its bastard stepchild? <laughs> Yes, I'm the Norman. You're my Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, except Gabriel's actually appearing in a comic right now. SpideyDude.com isn't even up. Uh, I know. He forgot to pay the bill, guys. If you're wondering what happened to SpideyDude.com, uh, yeah, forgot to pay the bill. Also, the lights are off at his apartment right now. Uh, finally, do you guys miss me at all? Yes, I miss you. Because it's no fun when you just throw insults and nothing comes back. It's kind of like uh, if you throw a seashell out in the water... No, that was too deep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> black, black, black suit Spider-Man from Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, gang, my name is Thomas, and I'm 14 years old. I just want to say thanks so much for your awesome podcast and website. You guys are the reason I started reading comic books. Good Lord, we start, oh. we got one. <laughs> We've been fishing for five, years, five, ten years. We finally caught a fish of a reader. I've been a fan of Spider-Man for a while, but just recently started reading the books. My first issues were Spider-Man... 615 and 616. What, who were in those? Uh, let me look it up. Okay. And I'm buying the book regularly. My question is, what do you guys think is a good book to start with, like a series or something like that for a new comic book reader like me? Thanks again, Thomas, Black Suit Spidey. Stella, as he looks it up, what, what do you recommend for a first-timer? Um, well, I think people have you know, recommended Ultimate Spider-Man number one. I think that was sort of... Um, mm-hmm. In the beginning, that was kid-friendly, at least, uh, until they got to that sex issue, right? Um, There's a sex issue in Ultimate? Well, wasn't it that annual where they were like... <laughs> oh, no, they just, yeah. they just talked they about it. They didn't actually do it, but they were just talking about it. There was no bomb chicken while it was just bomb. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> um, I always recommend Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. Um, it sounds like a girl's book, but it's really not, and I think it goes deeper into uh, a lot of the characters and puts them in a new and different environment. Um... I'd say, I mean, I, I think that's probably, those are the two I would go with. Yeah. Kev, what about uh, you? What was 6.15 and what, what did he start with? The Sandman that arc? Was, yeah, that very okay. good. That was the Sandman gauntlet arc, which I uh, ah. don't think is necessarily the greatest first two to start with, but... <laughs> Everybody starts uh, with one. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to recommend for the kid? Should he go with uh, the essentials? Should he go back to Kirby and Ditko? Well, does that have to be Spider-Man? He's just asking. Oh, okay. 
What do you guys think is a good book to start with, a series for a new comic book reader? I would honestly recommend Brightest Day. Um, mm. It's a it's two issues a month run right now by Jeff Johns and Pete Tomasi, who are two of the best writers in the business. Got a lot of great artists on it, and it's uh, it's following these 12 characters that were resurrected at the end of Blackest Night, and it's kind of a mystery why they were, but it's kind of... It's, it's introducing uh, these characters to people like me who aren't necessarily familiar with them. I think it would be a great first book to start with because it is such an introduction, and you get two issues a month. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Amazon right now. I'm looking at the most popular trades, and it's all the recent stuff. Um, the One More Day, the Juggernaut, Ultimate Spider-Man. I... I really, I mean, you got to read his first appearance. I mean, you got they have the trade of the Marvel Masterworks uh, available. They also have the the Amazing Marvel Masterworks Volume Four, which uh, reprints that Spider-Man. I think it's thirty-one where he's under the the um, all the the machinery that fell on him, and that really proves his character a lot. Maybe it's because I'm an old schoolie. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, if you're, go ahead, Gavin. If you're gonna start with Spider-Man, I would I would recommend reading the JMS run, which is, shouldn't be surprising, but. Uh, yeah, Those but that's got, a, that's got a lot of continuity with it, doesn't it? Now, JMS wasn't big on the, you know, I mean, he didn't he didn't negate any continuity, he didn't disrespect it, but he was mostly doing his own brand new stuff. You know, he introduced Ezekiel and the totem stuff right off. He uh, revealed the identity to Aunt May. He he introduced a bunch of his own villains. Gave Peter a new job. It was all pretty fresh stuff. You didn't really need to know a lot going into it. You had to know um, about a and, certain blonde though, and a, and a goblin. Hey, I think it told you all you really need to know, and I think everybody, to be honest, everybody already knows about the night Gwen Stacy died. I mean, even if you're a new reader, you probably know about that. Okay. Um, but that's all available, I think, in, like, Ultimate Collection books with, like, yeah. ten issues a piece or There's something. There's a ton of stuff out there. Yeah. So good luck. Don't you wish you were starting from square one? Nah, actually, no, I don't. There's too much to start with, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Donna Mark from uh, the Dakota Universe, South and North Combining. Uh, to the gang, when around your friends or family, are you the single most knowledgeable person concerning comics, or do you know anyone in your life personally that knows more than you? Interwebs doesn't count since it's so few of us have actually met in real life. Yeah, I'm the uh, the comic expert, pretty much, in my group of friends, etc. What about yeah, you guys? the only one that reads comics. Yeah. Stella? Yeah, same here. I, I defer to JR's knowledge, but I know we can't talk about the internet, but uh, uh, I, I bow at the shrine of Fettinger. Uh, <laughs> to Brad and anyone else who wants to chime in, who do you think is the straight-up goofiest Spider-Man villain? Remember that there has been a whole lot with the White Rabbit, the Gibbon, the Grizzly, the Kangaroo, and the Fly, just for a few examples. My answer, typeface from the Paul Jenkins run, where he threw letters, which is uh, kind of straight out of the Electric Company, in my opinion. What's you, Stella? What's your weird Spider-Man villain that is? For some of- reason, I just thought of thought about the Condiment King from Batgirl Year One. Um, <laughs> condiment? What does that person do? The con- he has like a bottle of ketchup and mustard, and like that basically. <laughs> he was a very Eat strange my guy. relish. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, the top, I think he was kind of a kooky character. Wow. What about Mr. Uh, Mr. Clean there, Kevin? Yeah. I like Mr. Clean. <laughs> um, I was having to pick a goofiest one. I remember, I haven't read the issues, but a couple of months ago with the This Month in Spider-Man History, you and JR were talking about, what was he, like, the painter? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I that forget- sounded pretty goofy. <laughs> I forget what issue. It had to have been a Marvel team-up issue. My God, there was some crap there. 
<laughs> where, what, what issue did I read recently where uh, it was a Spider-Man issue? It must have been one of these backup stories. I think it was in Web or something where the guy has a yellow suit and he's got like black lines on his face and Spider-Man just like pops him one. He's done. I can't. Wasn't that in a recent amazing issue? I don't. I don't know where I read that from. Yeah, it sounded kind of familiar. Who knows? Anyway, I thought it was neat. I, I always think it's neat when you you get the the losers coming back for like a, an appearance or two. Uh, wheat cakes from uh, Canada, and he has a nice avatar of a person eating. Looks like a Buddha or something. Hot. Yeah, he's chowing down. Uh, Spider Crew. The internet is still shaking in anticipation of Brad and Bubba Moose's Spider-Man karaoke version of "We Didn't Start the Fire." Here's the link. I realize you both have needed plenty of time to rehearse, so this is the epic duet. Is the epic duet still in the works? It'll be the best thing since "Endless Love" by Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. So you want me to be Diana Ross and she be Lionel Richie? I don't know. Uh, Stella, do you want to do it now, or should we do it at the end of the show? <laughs> I haven't even looked at this thing for like. That will make it much even better. Okay, if y'all are doing a duet, I'm gonna go take a pee. <laughs> uh, all right, you ready, Stella? Yes. Okay, here is the We Didn't Start the Fire, performed by me and Bubba Moose. All right. Science lie. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Oh, right off the top, I screwed up. Okay, cue the music. Lab spider bite, epic crusher Hogan fight, uncle dead, lesson learned, blue and red tights, vulture Doc Ock Sandman, tinkerer and aliens, Aunt May Parker wheat cake, putting up with flashlights. Baxter building break and Mysterio Chameleon, living brain, such a pain, Doc Ock has come back again, Midtown High, ESU, working for the Bugle too, Jolly Jonah, Betty Brandt, Harry Osborne, friends with Gwen. We didn't start the spider. He was always swinging since the web's been slinging. We didn't start the fire. He came from Lee and Ditko, and we've never let go. Sandman wrecks the town. What's up with these circus clowns? Osborne, Goblin, Scorpion stings. Molten Man, Craven's here. Spider Slayer's on his rear. If this be my destiny, always lifting heavy things. It goes out, Romita's in, Osborne's gone insane again. Shocker, lizard, kingpin, wizard, prower takes a shot. Grizzly, gibbon, kangaroo, spuddy fights a freaking zoo. Mary Jane shows her face, we've all hit the jackpot. And we didn't start the spider. He was, he was always swinging. It's okay. The web's been swinging. We didn't, wow. we didn't start the spider. He came from. We ended up <laughs> and we've never let go. And the goblins back. Harry's high. We all watch Gwen Stacy die. Doc Ock, Aunt May attempt to tie the knot. Jackal clones a Spider-Man. See, uh, see him later when he's been. Spider gets a hippie car. Has Marvel gone too far? Rocket Racer, take a look. Spidey gets a second book. Red Ghost, Super 8's Juggernaut plot. Roger Stern on the book. Hobgoblins, worth a look. Secret Wars, Black Suit, Silver Saber, so hot. We didn't start the fire. The she is, she <laughs> was always swinging, swinging since the web's been slinging. Yes, she is. Uh, we, yeah, we didn't start. 
<laughs> it came from Lee and Ditko, and we've never let go. Gene DeWolf has laid the rest. Craven proved he's got a che- uh, best. Uh, he's <coughs> to Peter MJ celebrate their wedding day. Not really. Carnage commits murder. His Spidey wearing armor. Venom causes people's wails. He's brought in to boost the sales. Clone Saga, Kane and Ben, Norman Osmond back again. Say what? Baby May, gone away. Nothing more than I can say. We didn't start the spider. He was always swinging since the web's been slinging. Who wrote it? The reboot happens in again. Pretend it didn't happen again. JMS writes the best because MJ's got a great chest. Stories for the same time. Moreland and Ezekiel. Spidey gets all freaky ill. Moving in with Tony Stark, he joins the Avengers to fight crime. Evolver die. Mask is gone. What the heck is going on? Joey Q says, F you. Spider-Man has broke. Fans <laughs> get nervous. Back in black. Things are getting out of whack. Whack man. Brand new day. Not okay. So the fans have walked away. And well, you know what? We didn't start the spider. I think he's always been swinging since the web's been slinging. There you go. Spider. <laughs> he was right for me until OMD. OMG, Stella. That was hot. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thank you, gang, for writing that. My goodness, that was really creative, I thought. Yeah, for sure. Whew, that was our first duet. We're Hopefully like, not our last. It's like Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, what'd you think of that? Dear God, that lasted forever. <laughs> That's what you said. Uh, <laughs> oh. I went to the bathroom, came back, checked on my mic, my earphones, it was still going, read a few threads on the board, checked my earphones, it was still going, read a few more threads. <laughs> Holy shit. That was creative, though, wasn't it? I thought that was good writing on the part of the the message board qu- posters. Good job, gang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert Bell from uh, Looks Like Tatooine uh, says, what is your favorite sandwich? Do you have a favorite sandwich, Kevin? Uh, I I go to Jimmy John's and get the uh, turkey sub with cheese and lettuce only a lot, so that might count. I don't know. Have you ever had a Jimmy John's gargantuan? No, I just stick to that one. Dude, the gargantuan made of wind. <laughs> <laughs> Stella, do you have a favorite sandwich? I like, uh, you know, smoked turkey with um, a pickle. Got to have the pickle. And, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I got to have and, the pickle. Uh, Provolone or something, yeah. I like pickle spears. Those are good. Pickles. Uh, Also, to the group, what is the worst question someone has asked you about comics? Example: Do you like it for the pretty pictures? What What's the dumbest question we've ever had on here? Oh, well, I was going to say at a at a comic convention once, some guy tried to trick me into like making me seem or like proving that I was just a dumb girl that knew nothing about comics, and he said something about Flash and Marvel, like mm-hmm. that he was in the Marvel universe, and I'm like, but Flash is in the DC universe, and then he sort of got this shocked look on his face and stopped talking to me. What an ass! <laughs> what an ass! I mean, why would he do that? Uh, and he's I think I'm single. Right now, I have said it on the show before, but I've I had somebody once say, "So do those have like a story or something?" <laughs> I had one person that asked me. Uh, there was a recent Models Inc. Or, or Project Runway or something. They teamed up with Marvel with that uh, that guy that is a fashion critic. Do you remember what what was it? It was called Model Models Inc. Yeah. Anyway, this this woman uh, I was out on a story and she uh, bought 
the comics for her daughter, who loves that Project Runway or whatever. And she knew that I was a, a Spider-Man fan. She goes, now, do these come out all the time? Or... Because I've never been in a comic book store. How are these put out? Where do you get these? And I'm like, it's just like a regular magazine. She goes, oh, really? She had absolutely no clue that comics were magazines, etc. And she was just clueless about it. Anyway. Uh, Stella, if you could pick your favorite female character in literature, who would it be? Batgirls in literature? Uh, true. Um, I think I'll probably go with uh, Scarlett O'Hara. Uh, Brad, what is the best thing about Ultimate Spider-Man? Uh, nothing right now. I'm not enjoying the title very much. I think it kind of died with Bagley. When I, I after that that uh, first hundred issues was pretty solid, but uh, I think Bendis is just kind of spinning his wheels. I mean, he's pretty much made a. Granted, as much as I liked the Amazing Friends when I was eight, I don't really care for it in a comic book form, and it's pretty much what he's turned the book into. In my opinion, it's pretty much uh, Spider-Man, Iceman, and, and the Human Torch replacing Firestar. And it's pretty much a team book with uh, Aunt May having all the, the teens live with her, like a clone or something. I don't even know what Gwen Stacy is in that book. Is she, is she Carnage? Um, it, it's just really, I think it's the Ultimate Universe is just kind of dying. I mean, it uh, is an imprint uh, that has long outlived its usefulness, in my opinion. I would rather see Bendis on a regular Spider-Man book. So, uh, Spidey Site UK from the UK. <laughs> to everyone, me and Donna, Mc, Donna Mark demands answers. How can Spider-Man be on two Avengers teams? And he's rumored to be on the X-Men and still is unemployed in his own book. Special Crawl Space No Prize for the best answer. How is he in the books, Stella? Um, because <laughs> the writers put him there. I don't know. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> he's kind of like uh, Superman, and he has a couple robots. Oh, wife, mo- wife, model decoys running around. There you go. Did you say wife model? <laughs> Sorry, life model decoys. Sorry about that. Well, I, maybe maybe he has a gig like a Tuesday is Avengers Day, Wednesday is X Men Day, Thursday is Amazing Day. I don't know. Come on, it's Spider-Man. It's got to be clones. They're all clones. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Brad, name one piece of Spidey memorabilia that someone you know has that you really, really want. Uh, anyone on eBay that has Amazing Fantasy 15? I would love that. And uh, pretty much it. <laughs> uh, Stella, Batgirl is awesome at the moment. What are your thoughts of the Flood arc? Oh, let me guess. The DC Universe got flooded. Not really. Oh, okay. It's just it's it's just raining a lot right now in uh, in yeah, Gotham City. Um, I think it was. I mean, this was bound to happen basically at any point, and so I think that it's good that Miller's getting it to it now. Um, this Oracle calculator fight um, instead of later on. So right now, yeah, it's really good. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, hopefully, you saw that preview page I uh, pulled up with Babs and Dick, but you know that there's something going on with uh, the nanite vomit that Babs is covered in right now after issue 10. So. Ew! Shall see. Yeah. I wonder, wonder if Spider-Man talk sounds that weird. Like, you had nanite vomit, you had a flood. Yeah. That's weird. Mm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I just... I, not, it's like when you talk literature, I'm like, la, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I wish I could contribute more, but I got nothing. Uh, Kevin, when you write for Marvel and they decide for a Marvel DC crossover, would you attempt a Green Lantern Spider-Man crossover? Would that work? 
I would. I think it would work really well if the Green Lantern was Kyle Rayner. That would be a great comic. Hal Jordan, I don't think there would be much for him to do. Yeah. Although Jeff Johns and Matt Fraction, apparently recent on Twitter, were going back and forth talking about a Green Lantern-Iron Man crossover they'd love to do, and that sounded really freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think from what you described, because I know nothing about Kyle Rayner, but I think he is the Peter Parker character. He's very everyman-ish with uh, big powers given to him. Yeah, he's been compared to Peter Parker a lot, and even Ron Mars has said he is kind of that same archetype. So I think they yeah. would they would work really well together. Uh, to everyone who has read Blackest Night, and which one character would cause Spider-Man the most emotional issues if they came back as a Black Lantern? So that would be a Stella and me question. Sure. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> a, yeah, just a Kevin question. I have I have what, actually what, not been reading. Black what does a Black Lantern mean? Is that just like a a person from it's your correct. past with a lot of power? When uh, the Black Lanterns, the Black Rings, uh, took dead bodies, basically, uh, instead of actually taking uh, regular hosts, they uh, took dead bodies, and it wasn't the actual resurrected person. They sort of, uh, the rings kind of downloaded their memories and acted like uh, evil versions of these people to mess with okay. uh, the people, basically mess with all the heroes. So it would be basically... Uh, is between Gwen Stacy and Uncle Ben. Which yeah. one would be the, the hardest Black Lantern for Spider-Man it's to deal with? the two with? that came to my mind. Yeah, I don't know which one would be more difficult for him, honestly, although... Yeah, I don't know, because eventually you, you kind of have to kill him. So, <laughs> I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd go Uncle Ben, but man, who wants to fight an old grandpa? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Web Century... Or Stella, do you have an answer for that? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I haven't read, uh, been reading Blackest Night, so I, I don't think I could properly answer. Okay. Uh, that didn't stop me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Web Century from, uh, Tokyo. Really? He's in Tokyo. I didn't know that. It, well, it says the shaman fight in Tokyo. That doesn't necessarily mean he's in Tokyo. <laughs> from Detroit. Uh, this is all of... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you think the, the, uh, I almost said the Missouri. The Marvel Universe has been dull. Not sure if that's the right word, as in uh, that now it seems that unless you are in an Avengers title, you don't really seem to matter. Also, do you think there are too many Avenger titles now floating around, since after Civil War, the reason for two Avengers titles made sense with the Superhero Registration Act in place, but now we have Avengers, Secret, New Prime, and I know that it's only many and whatever else comes out in the future. Is there too much Avengers, Stella? Well, hey, you know, if uh, Brian Michael Bendis is writing Avengers, then, man, it's got to be good, right? <laughs> um, I think there are too many Avengers. Um, I think Secret Avengers, I like the idea of this because it's completely different, and it really does seem like this sort of cluster, you know, what thro uh, of people thrown together, but it works. Um, I think in terms of Avengers and New Avengers, that should have sort of been um, collapsed into one title. And uh, it's just depressing, I guess, the, um, what are those Kid Avengers called? Avengers young Academy. Avengers. Yeah, it, it, yeah. instead of being Young Avengers. I don't know, because I sort of miss um, Kate and, um, and uh, gosh, what's his name? Elon, uh, Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, oh, and now they've got these said. people. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I think it's it's a little too much. But, I mean, what has Marvel done that hasn't been too much? So, Well, I, I don't understand the difference because it hasn't been out yet. But what's the difference between New Avengers and regular Avengers? With the exception of the thing. 
from what I've been seeing, Avengers is going to be like the classic Avengers type stories with villains like Kang, and New Avengers is going to be a lot of your more mystical type stuff. And I read a I read a preview of the first issue of New Avengers, and it was all dealing with uh, Hellstorm and the weakening of the dimensional walls and whatnot, and Doctor Strange is in it, so. I think that's what's going to... But I do think New Avengers seems like the only really redundant book out of yeah. the lot. Because Avengers, you know, that's that's the Avengers. That's that's the big one. Secret Avengers, that's its own thing. You know, you've got your secret going on, covert, whatever. Avengers Academy, that's got its own purpose. Uh, you know, it's, it's an academy. It's the young kids being trained. And, you know, there is a motivation behind that revealed in the end of issue one, which I won't spoil for you. Go read it for yourself. Uh, then you've got, what else do we have? Uh, Avengers Prime is, uh, again, it's just a five-issue miniseries kind of showing how the big three reconciled. And then you have Avengers Children's Crusade, which is the Young Avengers, uh, which is also a miniseries uh, going after the Scarlet Witch and finally dealing with the whole Scarlet Witch plot line. So that's definitely its own thing. So, yeah, yeah I think all of them kind of have their place, except New Avengers is a bit redundant. Yeah. All right, that's the last question. Uh, any other thoughts? What do you got, Kev? Um, what do I got? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I did a wrap-up the last hour. I got nothing. Stella, any <laughs> final thoughts before we put a bow on it? I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> Where <laughs> yeah, the the I... Stella Greenwood, ladies and gentlemen. There you yeah! go. Okay, before we go and wrap this podcast up, we got a guest in line. we got Josh Bertoni, and we're giving away a special book and a crawl space contest. What do we got, buddy? We got Son of the Goblin. It's a very good trade paperback to have because, as uh, some of you know, Harry Osborn is currently being featured in the Spider-Man miniseries, American Son. And with yeah. that focusing on the new chapter of Harry's life, it's a very good time to go back and... You know, brush up on your Harry Osborn history, and this is a very good trade paperback to do that with. You got uh, it reprints a lot of the old essential Harry Osborn as the Green Goblin stories, including his first outing as the Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man issues 136 and 137, um, his fight with uh, the Jason Mackendale Hobgoblin in Amazing Spider-Man issue 312, and his swan songs as the Green Goblin before his death or trip to Europe in Spectacular Spider-Man 189 and Spectacular Spider-Man issue 200. Yeah. What I love about this trade paperback is in between those stories, it reprints little subplot pages from other books and tells you what Harry did in between those stories, like Mary and Liz Allen, and it shows you panels from old Harry stories. So if you guys would like a copy of this book, answer this trivia question, you will email crawlspacecontest at gmail.com. The question is, what high school did Harry Osborne attend in the 616 Marvel continuity? This has been jumbled in some media interpretations because a lot of people like to have him in Midtown High with Peter, but in 616 continuity, what high school did Harry Osborne go to? The first person to email it to crawlspacecontest at gmail.com will be getting a copy of Son of the Goblin. Very cool. And this is, and you just had an extra copy around and, and want to share it with Spider fans. Yeah, yeah, let the Crawl Space people, you know, show off their trivia and, you know, get a book out of it. Sweet. And before we go, I also want to thank MailOrderComics.com for supporting this show month in and month out. Another spotlight of their great prices is for the Spider-Man Complete Clone Saga, Volume 3. Now, the description of the book says, Clones and jackals and symbiotes, oh my, Spider-Man's clone is back. 
costumes as the Scarlet Spider, and neither is sure which is the genuine article. Will the real Peter Parker please stand up? Plus, Aunt May on her deathbed again. Mary Jane's pregnant. Or was she just having gas? I don't know. Anyway, Peter is arrested for murder. The true origin of Venom is revealed as symbiotes invade the planet. The Lizard, the Electro, Shriek, and more. Don't miss one of the most controversial Spider-Man stories of all time. This one collects Amazing Spider-Man number 400 and 401, the Super Special, the Spectacular Spider-Man comic from uh, issue 222 to 224. You've got the Super Special of that book, plus Spider-Man from 1990, which reprints 57 to 58. The super special of that comic. Then you've got Spider-Man Unlimited, number 9. Then you've got Web of Spider-Man, 123 to 124. The super special of Web. Then the Spider-Man Clone Journal and the Venom Super Special. Good Lord, 464 pages, 35 bucks. Mail order is selling it for $21.69, which is 38% off the cover. Not a bad deal. I ordered it myself. I appreciate you guys listening month in and month out, and you gals, too. What am I just calling the guys out? Anyway, I'm your host, Brad Douglas, for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. See you guys back in July. <laughs> <laughs>